I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Happy almost St. Patrick's Day, March Madness, and spring. We're so close to so much joy, and yet we have so much joy to be thankful for right now. We are going to unleash our superhero today, and my goal is to help you become the superhero you are meant to be. And of course, as always, we're nerding out on a lot this week, including new music, gaming, TV shows, what it takes to succeed with a podcast in 2020, what? And, you know, so much more. And it's Friday! Steven is my name. I'm the most wanted man on my island. Except I'm not on my island, of course. More's the pity. Your island? You mean Ireland? Yeah, it's mine. You're a madman. <laughs> Let's rock it! Hey, Captain Influence, you're a madman. Yeah, madmen are bad and good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, the, the real Brian show is bad, okay? No, no, the real Brian show is pretty good, okay? Mad, mad, bad. Mad, mad, bad, yeah, okay, okay. Thanks for joining us today, okay? <laughs> Happy almost St. Patrick's Day, okay? Hey, should, should we do the whole episode, Mr. Mackey voice? Okay. I, and then I'll do it in this voice, too, and be like, you're crazy, because oh. I'm on my island. <laughs> of course, half, half listeners just turned off the episode so <laughs> to the other half of you that are still there uh we aren't going to do that i you, promise you're from my island oh my gosh that's one of my favorite quotes in braveheart and i was like i gotta find an irish quote even though that's a scottish movie but he was the irishman oh how uh, obsessed i was with that film when it came out yeah, holy cow such a good movie apparently yeah, not even remotely true though right not or, even sort of remotely yeah, uh, historically accurate but it was a good film well yeah. you know I always wanted uh, that sword, and I wanted a kilt, and I never got either one, and that's probably an okay thing. You know, there's nothing <laughs> stopping you from getting a kilt, Brian. Come on. <laughs> well, especially if you wear it with nothing underneath in the breeze. The gentle, now let's say the hurricane force winds. <laughs> forget it. Just forget it. Just forget Just, it. You know, uh, if we ever do a real Brian show uh, calendar, there really should be oh, one man. of the months should be you doing a Marilyn Monroe with a kilt on. Oh, that is a great. Standing over a vent, holding your kilt down yep. with your legs kind of crossed. I can picture it now. Blowing kisses in the uh, wind. No, I'm not getting excited about it. I'm just saying <laughs> I can picture it. Come on now. Mm. I think that's a great idea. We should totally do that. <laughs> okay, go for it. Yeah. You make it happen. And then, well, no, I'm I'm not the only one here. You're gonna be po- you're gonna be posing. I mean, come on. You don't. Oh I yes, don't you to. are. I don't. Uh. It's gonna be like this this cardboard <laughs> box all the way up to your eyes, and then all you see is above your eyes. But it's this giant well, I mean, like, life size cardboard a, box. <laughs> there's a cutout for my APAC abs. Oh, of course, of course. Christmas with the cranks, and they used to do the you know the police calendar or whatever it was, and it was like. It was so funny. And it was these guys, they were in their uniforms with their hats on and they were just kind of posing on, on their car's hood. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. And I'm like, see, so we could do stuff like that. It would be totally appropriate though. Dude, more get, coming. More get coming. this St. Patrick's Day's Tuesday. March Madness starts this next week as well. And Selection oh, okay. Sunday is this Sunday. 
So it's like, oh, and spring is like right around the corner. I think it's the selection Sunday when they, they kind of fill out the bracket. Is that right? Yeah. So the teams that okay. win their respective conferences, so the conference champions, automatic bids, they, they get into the NCAA. And then after that, or the tournament that is, right. after that, then they kind of look through to see, okay, well, were there any top two teams in the conferences that are worthy of coming in based on a lot of different things? Okay. So, yeah, in fact, uh, it was a really interesting, you know, because we're Mountain West out here. It was a very, very interesting tournament. We watched, uh, you know, a good deal of it. And unfortunately, Colorado State, our team, you know, lost out in the first round. Surprisingly, like they lost out to Wyoming and Wyoming won <laughs> seven total games and they only won two games in the conference this year. And everyone was like, how did you lose to Wyoming? Like, what the? <laughs> this is we don't care. Clearly, that's our answer. No, no, they did, though. This was the thing is like CSU actually played pretty dang well. I mean, there were times where it's like, OK, they're not at the top of their game. Some of the guys that typically score weren't really scoring. So nerves, whatever. Right. But whatever. Wyoming, it was like, What? Where did this team come from? They've sucked all year long. They made it all the way to the, was it the semifinals? Yeah. Wow. They And everyone was like, no Yomers. Everybody like every, all the announcers were like, who is this? What happened? Where was this team all year? They were playing so well in the tournament. Everybody was blown away. So for CSU huh. to lose to them. Okay. That's fine because I mean, Nevada lost to them. It was crazy. Utah (laughs) state almost lost to Wyoming. So it was and Utah state won the championship last year and this year, by the way, go Cowboys. Yeah. So it was a very interesting year and I love upsets, even though I really wanted to see us to win, but of course it's, it's always fun to see that kind of stuff. And it was a neat thing. So everyone expected, for example, San Diego state who was ranked in the top, they were number four in the nation. And then they moved to, I don't know, like six or something like that. Everybody expected them. They're in no problem. Well, they lost the tournament game. They actually lost to Utah State. Very surprising. And originally, Utah State was expected to be what they called the last four in. And you really don't know if you're going to make it or not. And so it's kind of a nail biter for the teams. Well, because Utah State won the Mountain West tournament, they're the first team into the NCAA tournament because the Mountain West tournament was a week early this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, San Diego State is very likely still also going to get in, but they don't know yet. So that's where the selection Sunday comes in to figure out, okay, who gets in that didn't win the tournament. So it's cool. I'm excited. Okay. So since we're talking about like St. Patrick's Day in March and everything, the Guinness and Gouda bread that I talk Uh, about all the time sitting on my counter, it's been beautiful. uh, Mm. Oh yeah, exactly. Corned beef and cabbage. mm. Homemade. You know, this is the, this is the year folks. This is the year this Irish soul finally finds a corned beef and cabbage recipe for my instant pot, by the way. Oh, good idea. That I actually make. I've never had, okay, folks, I'm not kidding. I've never once had corned beef and cabbage. Not once. If it's done right, it's awesome. Oh, I'm sure. I love corned beef and I love cabbage. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I know I'd like it. I've just never, ever had it. No one's ever fed it to me. <sighs> all, of, all my life growing up, even on my Irish side of the family, Nobody's ever fed me corned beef and cabbage, and it's kind of weirding me out, but Jerks. I'm going to make it happen. So yeah. next week, I'm going to report on how that went. The main thing is you want to get good corned beef. You know, I mean, you can go to like a King Supers Kroger type store, and it's going to be filled with all kinds of things you don't want. So oh, if you okay. can find a good corned beef from a natural grocery store, Whole Foods, something huh. like that. So all I the, can't all the junk mix corn it. with my beef and call it corned beef. <laughs> 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 Come on. Why not? <laughs> 
the real ones, they season it nicely and it's very flavorful and also tender. That's the other thing too. Corned beef is either tender or super dry and nasty and chewy and you got to get the right one. And then of course, you know, cabbage. Yes, but you can throw, I mean, we usually throw in like carrots and red potatoes or something in there as well. Okay. So it gives it a little extra boost, but yeah, it's fun. Can we, can we ask our listeners to maybe share with us their favorite corned beef recipes? Yeah. You know, try that. And also if you get a chance to buy some Irish soda bread, that's also a really fun one. Oh, never heard of it. Okay. Find something that's unique to an Irish St. Patrick's day meal, you know, and just have some fun. All right. Yeah. I got a mission. Well, my Phoenix suns team on the uh, PlayStation four are oh, yeah. still undefeated. Of course. Um, I set personally, you know, cause I made my own character. It, it's the real Brian. I set an NBA record for 23 pointers in a game. Totally shattered <laughs> Steph Curry's record. <laughs> he, had, he had 12 and I, it was funny when I got there, like you just set an NBA record. I'm like, yeah. And then I just kept going and I hit 20 and they're just like, what? This guy's on fire. I'm like, yeah. Woo. Um, yeah. <laughs> I also scored 83 points in a game too, which broke all of the sun's records. And I think I'm up there in the top three ever in the NBA. So, and you know, I keep increasing the difficulty I try, but I guess I'm just that good of a gamer. I'm in awe. I am on my knees worshiping at your feet right now. You shouldn't speaking. be. You shouldn't be because you are also <laughs> that good of a gamer. Tell me about your. So not that good of a gamer. <laughs> as much as gaming as I've done over the last, what, 30 years of my life, I'm actually a very mediocre gamer, believe it or not. But Brian, I do have to mention, I have spent the last two full weekends oh. completely immersed in Divinity Original Sin 2. Ooh. Then that is a good game. I started it. It's, it's a stupid good game. If nice. and, and and I'm not going to elaborate that much on it, but if any of you out there are at all fans of the original Baldur's Gate, remember from 1999, mm-hmm. Divinity Original Sin 2 is basically a really good updated Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. And the company that makes it, Larian Studios, they're the ones who are making and or have made Baldur's Gate 3, oh. which is a hugely anticipated title to come out, I think this year, maybe next year. I don't know. I'm so glad that they're the ones to make it because, you know, original, Divinity Original Sin 1, we've, you, you, me, and Johnny Pistol Shot have played that. Yeah. We maybe got halfway through it or so. It's such, it, the story was mediocre, I thought. Mm. It was very tedious. There's a lot of dialogue you have to go through, yeah. which when you're playing it by yourself is fantastic for immersion. It's got really good lore immersion. But when you're doing it as a group and you're trying to go through all that dialogue, it gets a bit tedious after a few weeks. Yeah, for me, the gameplay itself was tedious because, you know, most games have a very clear path on the story and then you can veer off into whatever you want. You know, if you want to go exploring or if you want to do side quests or whatever, that's kind of like up to you. But usually the story itself is very clear. You know where you're going. You know what you're doing sort of thing. This game, Divinity Original Sin 1, that is, there is no direction whatsoever and you can do any quest in any order at any time. But the problem is, is that a lot of times you'll go do a quest and you'll realize, why am I not able to defeat this or do this? Right. Well, it's because you needed to do this other quest first, but you didn't know that. And you don't even know what the other quest is that you need to do first. Fair enough. It's yeah. very so. confusing. And in fact, every guide I've ever read about it has, all, they've, they've all said like, this is one of the most confusing games ever. Okay. Here are the guides that, you know, you need to follow if you actually want to complete the game and actually have it make sense. None of the guides are the same, ironically. I find that hilarious, too. (laughs) That is funny. It literally is like a job for the person who's guiding the team. (laughs) 
every yeah, single time because you play. You have to, because you have to rely so heavily on the guide. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, eventually I got to the point where I was just like, I'm not enjoying this anymore because I'm stressed after I play it, even though I wanted to finish the game because the story was good. It's just a poor execution of a game in general. Divinity Original Sin 2, on the other hand, so not like that. It's very, yeah. you know what you're doing. Right. I've had to look up quite a few things, but I have not had to have a guide hold my hand through the game. It's the first game I've really been immersed in truly for a very, very long time, probably since Skyrim. Yeah, so I'm really enjoying that. As we know, the Halo games have been out for, gosh, when I think the first one came out in 2001, so it's been a while. Yes, and I remember when it came out. I know, I do too, actually. It's pretty funny. I remember everybody was playing that. It was like groundbreaking, you know, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. So finally, finally, they have been saying that they were going to release all of the Halo games on PC because they've been primary, well, pretty much strictly on Xbox. What's really funny is I find that no matter how much I play with a controller, I'm still not that good. Even yeah. in Sea of Thieves, you know, where I was playing on the Xbox just because the computer had been down. And right. I mean, like, so on the front of your ship, there's, I don't even know what it's called. I'm sure there's a name for it, but you run out on the bow of the ship, but then there's like this piece of wood basically that sticks straight yeah, out, sticks straight out. Yeah. yeah. What is that called? And I'm, I know there's, <laughs> there's a, a name, name but yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> so you run out and it's really easy to do with the mouse and keyboard. You can jump around, you can jump off it back onto the ship. Well, on the controller, I would always <laughs> fall off into the water because it's not as precise. No matter right. how much anyone says, a controller is nowhere near as precise as a mouse and keyboard. I just don't get how they can have first-person shooters on a console. It makes no sense to me. People are good at you it, have, you have so, yeah, it. But you, you, you get good at it, but to get good, it's like, you, I mean, people can get good at playing guitar by practicing over and over again. And if yeah. they have the the drive to to go through that long process of you know getting calluses learning the chords making them you know muscle memory and all that stuff awesome but a game shouldn't be that way obviously it's worked i mean they've had first person shooters on consoles for decades but yeah i still haven't never been able to wrap my head around how that's practical well so. for those who are used to it based on that's the only thing they've ever done then they don't know any different and that's fair So Mm -hmm. Halo Reach came out on PC end of last year and it was the first. So the whole what they call the Master Chief collection, it has Halos one through four and Halo Reach. And I think Halo five is eventually coming to that. But anyway, they released Halo Reach on the PC and Dr. Rob Dog and I played it. And it's so funny because in Halo, I'm, I'm doing my thing and, you know, I can sometimes get headshots and sometimes I hit them and sometimes I have to like finagle the controller man being on the PC with the mouse and keyboard. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, I'm really good at this game. Oh my gosh. Well, that's because it's PC. Well, then it was like, okay, well, when are the other games coming out? And they said, we're releasing one game at a time. We want to get it right. We want to make sure there's little to no bugs, which I appreciate by the way. So they finally released the first game, Halo, although it's the anniversary edition. So it's the remastered graphics. It looks modern, that kind of thing. So I like that. Yes, it's on game Xbox game pass for PC and also oh, Steam. Neat. So both, and I don't know if it's cross play as far as Steam and Game Pass. I don't know, but that's my next exploration. But so. it's available on a PC now and that's all I wanted to hear. Isn't that awesome? Because uh, I'm, not, I'm not really interested in Reach yet. I want, I want the original Halo, then I want to go to 2, then 3, then 4, etc. So remember, Captain Influence, that it's co-op story. So you yeah, and oh, I yeah. could go through it together. Faux show. Yes. All right. We got a game. Having taken almost two months off 
from the PC gaming, you know, of course I've been back now for about a week, but it's been interesting because I've mentioned in, you know, in the past that I'm sort of a jokingly polygamous gamer, you know, the idea that I like to play a lot of different games and it's not true polygamy, by the way, just, just clarifying. It's true. Poly gamey. Poly game. Yeah. Oh, Poly gamers. Uh, yes. 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 Poly gamers gamer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you totally. know, the whole joke of mon- monogamous gaming and, you know, mono, like, let, let's just have one game and play it until it, it's dead. We get tired of it. Yeah. Some people do that. They love it. That's them. I'm not that person. So I'm also, you know, it's funny. I'm not someone who has to complete every little last detail or like every achievement or anything. Uh, and I used to feel really guilty about that. It was the funniest thing. Having taken these almost two months off, I was just like, you know what? I, I get to play what I get to play, which isn't very much. I ended up working a lot during that time, even at night, which kind of sucked. But I was just kind of like, you know, time's valuable. I want to play games that bring me enjoyment and community time. Of course, you know, I like to play with you and others. So I kind of got to thinking that I'm like, if the game ceases to bring me enjoyment and or community time, then, you know, it's okay to move to a different game. Even if I don't finish every part of it, it's a game, right? So and again, not everybody shares this, this opinion or my personality or anything like that, but I just got to thinking like, it's refreshing to have that attitude that I get to play games. And if I don't finish it, oh, that's no worry. No worries, man. We'll yeah, move no on to the next one and have a good time. Okay. And so, yeah. Anyway, so hashtag polygamous gamers. <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned in the intro that I was kind of saying like, what's it going to take to succeed with the podcast in 2020? Now, yeah. I do not have all the answers yet. Maybe I should nerd out on this for a while because I am blown away how many people have asked me this question lately. When I hosted ProfitCast back in 2014 to 2016, I got asked that question all the time. But I had not been asked that question in quite some time. And within, I'm not kidding, the last few weeks alone, I've had more than 20 people ask me this question. Weird. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, funny you ask. I don't know all the answers right now. And by the way, if you're not a podcaster, you may be like, whatever. But, you know, nerd, nerd <laughs> out with us for just a second, just so you understand. Just what goes a sec, into this. just a sec. Yeah. When I was hosting ProfitCast, I, in the beginning, said, hey, I don't know what it takes to essentially profit with a podcast. That includes, you know, growing your podcast, increasing, you know, good engagement with your listeners. And of course, if you wanted to make money, that kind of thing. That's why I did that show. It's like, come with me on the journey. I'm going to interview experts in this field. So we did that. Well, interestingly... I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm not really hearing the answers that I feel are working. Some do, but then others would say, here are a few strategies to consider. And I think some of those were very valuable. And then some of them, I would just be kind of like, either those aren't working anymore or you're not telling us absolutely everything. So I got to a point where I was thinking like, well, maybe these guys, you know, they learned these strategies in 2008 or nine or 10 or something like that. And they're just kind of like recycling those strategies and maybe they worked then, but they're not really working as much now. I'm sure a lot of people know who cliff Ravenscraft is good guy. Good podcaster. When he got started, cool last name, by the way, I know. Isn't that awesome? When he got started, this was back in, I think it was 2005 or six. He did a podcast on the TV show lost and he had (laughs) 60,000 listeners to his episodes. What's funny to me is like if you were to do a podcast on lost or any TV show today, you're not going to get 60,000 listeners and he didn't market or anything and and it sounded terrible. I mean, and he knows this, by the way, he sounds awesome now, but when he started, it sounded terrible. That's how everybody starts. So you have 60,000 listeners who just show up to a crappy sounding podcast. (laughs) I mean, nowadays you're going to be lucky to get six times have changed. People don't just show up to podcast these days. 
And of course, if you were to go around and ask people like, oh, what podcast do you listen to? Guarantee 80 to 90% of the ones they're going to list off are celebrities or NPR. So the question is, is what does it take to grow and succeed in a podcast if you are not NPR or a celebrity? That's what I'm trying to figure out and I'm kind of nerding out on it and I'm looking for tricks and strategies and stuff like that because, you know, most of us, most podcasters are not going to work for NPR. We're not going to become celebrities. (laughs) And I mean, you can have your own level of celebrity within your sphere of influence we're the proud parents of a little over six listeners. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with <laughs> we that. Have a lot more than six. <laughs> that's one thing I'm proud of. We have a lot more than six. So that's Thank, good. Thanks yeah. you guys for listening. We really appreciate we, it. We have, we have surpassed the average uh, in, in every way. So that's a good thing. Yeah. You, you know, the podcast serial from NPR. No, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I'm a huge NPR fan and I have no idea what you're talking about, but I, I trust you fully. Go ahead. Well, so they were inter- <laughs> first season was interviewing a serial murderer. I'm not going to go into the details on that, but huh. we got to, I mean, this was a, a few years ago at a conference, you know, one of the hosts, I think the host what was her name, Sarah. I think, I don't know. It's been a while. Anyway, she got up and she was talking about it and she was talking about just the whole team that worked on that podcast and everybody's yeah. like, well, why doesn't everybody do a podcast like that? Because she got paid six figures per season, which Mm -hmm. season, I don't even know how many episodes it was, but it was like less than 20 episodes. Wow. She got paid six figures to do that. They had a multi-production team, multiple people doing editing on that. Lots of people involved, all getting paid very well. And they had a multi-million dollar marketing and advertising budget. So 99.999% of podcasters do not have access to those resources at least three or four nines in that percentage. But yeah. yeah. And it's amazing how many people say, well, why don't you do something like that? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not literally possible without that kind of resource. I mean, you don't have to have necessarily maybe that big of resources, but you got to have infinitely more resources than most of us have. Right. Sure. So in my question, which I've been asking, cause I know a lot of podcasters that listen to the show, they've been kind of saying like, well, well, how do you grow and succeed as a, solo podcaster or I have a, a, a humbly small team, you know, whatever, right? Can yeah. you even succeed in podcasting? This is kind of what I'm nerding out on right now for fun. Yeah. And I'm going to try yeah. to find some answers. And by the way, for those of you who are curious about it, you know, hit me up. We'll chat. We'll talk about a little bit of it. All right. So one of the things we've been talking about for a while was that we were going to bring back the interviews on Mondays. And I mentioned yeah. that this next Monday, March 16th, we'll kick off coming back basically with those. So they're back. They're back. We're back. I'm very excited about this. We've done a lot with the show. We we've interviewed people. We've inspired. We've talked about unleashing our superhero. We've talked about nerding out. I mean, there's been a lot with the show. The unleashing of the superhero has been underlying. It's been an underlying mission and theme throughout the entire show. It's part of the intro. I know. And it's never gone away. We've not done enough of it in the last year or more not even sort of and it's so good to hear that that's finally coming back because those interviews are the core of of that purpose exactly and i feel like we've said well let's try to you know fit a topic in to these episodes and sometimes i'll mention something like okay here's an experience i'm going through and i need to talk about this and that's fine but it's not been a consistent weekly mission and it's supposed to be that's the right. thing. 
And one thing people are like, well, what does unleash your superhero mean? It really comes down to this. Become the superhero you are meant to be. Every single person on this planet is meant to be a superhero of some kind. You you fill in the blank, however that is. You know, if you want to be a superhero to your friends, your neighbors, your kids, your spouse, your whatever, fill that in. But everybody is meant to be a superhero of some kind. And many of us never become that. And the other thing, and it's so funny because everybody's ever, how many times have people always said this to me? You know, you just got to pick one thing and go with it. Well, you know me, that's not going to (laughs) happen. So I've said, well, can I narrow it down to like two overarching things that rile me up and get me out of bed in the morning? And I feel very strongly about these two overarching things, which is become the superhero you're meant to be. And what does that mean? Well, it's taking care of your yourself. So we we talked about self-care so much on the show. Mentally, right. physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, take care of yourself, whether it's eating the right foods, getting the right exercise, getting good quality, long enough sleep, taking time off, all that stuff, right? Nourishing your brain, everything. Always becoming yeah, uh, better. That's unleashing your superhero. Recreating. What bothers me about the unleashing of the superhero? Like, why is that not happening? Is because I see apathy in this world. I see a lot of anger. I see bitterness and cynicism and I see a lot of negativity. It's almost like rampant these days. And so these people are clearly not unleashing their superhero at all. And I know they want to deep down. Everybody does. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, those are the bullies. Those are the enemies. And we need to fight against those. Life is the enemy, right? I mean, our everyday lives just get in the way of, uh, they smother that in that, that, that urge, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we have a choice to either let that, destroy us or we can overcome it it's your choice right you know me brian i'm i'm a what i consider a realist some people would consider it a pessimist but i'm not going to get pessimistic here i'm just being real that a really large percentage of all of us are on some level kind of suicidal and i don't mean we're suicidal i'm not saying we it's suicidal in the way that you think of <laughs> this isn't coming out right brian what i mean is <laughs> you're not saying that somebody who actually all, wants to kill themselves not yeah, like that it's not, an act, it's not an active suicidal tendency it's it's a passive one we how many of us on a daily basis don't exercise enough don't eat right as a as a part of our natural lifestyles and we know intellectually that it's killing us faster when we don't exercise enough and eat improperly or eat too much we know that it's going to kill us faster, but we do it anyway. That's what I mean by suicidal. It's good to have inspiring interviews to hear what other people are doing with their lives on a daily basis to unleash their superhero. It feels good to hear about that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a good reminder and inspiration. You know, I right. really I really liked what you said there. It's it's so funny because at first everyone's like, suicidal, what? But no, I... <laughs> what, what are you talking about? No, no, no. You're, you're actually <laughs> yeah. right, though, because if you think about it, when you eat the wrong foods... Okay, once in a while, you got to eat the freaking cookie. We know that. But if you're constantly eating the freaking cookie and you're not eating healthy and you're constantly not exercising and you're constantly not sleeping, you're constantly negative or reading. You're constantly allowing yourself to be overstressed at work. Yeah. Yeah. Stress will hurt you, right? You're constantly reading negativity and allowing or fear. Oh, my gosh. There's so much fear going around right now with the coronavirus. I don't even want to talk about that. But like when you allow that to consume you. You are, as Tony said, you're suicidal. You are allowing those things to actually kill yourself slowly and you will eventually either have health problems or die because of those things. It just will happen. Yeah. 
Let's be real. Come yeah. And, and not to be negative, but I, I, you are right. Like, let this be a wake up call to all of us. And, and it's really funny because with this whole coronavirus thing, I, I've been seeing some stuff, people saying, man, if we all got this vigilant about washing our hands and, you know, staying home when we're sick and everything else, like maybe flu season wouldn't be so bad all the, every year. <laughs> and I thought that's a really good point. So it's just common sense, responsibility and self-care. You've got to take care of yourself. You cannot let negativity consume you. You can't let stress and fear consume you and eat healthy and, and but yet enjoy the freaking cookie exercise. Yeah. But even if you're not, you know, you don't need Tony's eight pack abs here. It's okay. You know, no. Yeah. Sleep. Don't go nuts like I do. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I totally agree with you. And that is, in my opinion, that's all the, the fundamentals of unleashing your superhero. And I feel like many of us will say that, yes, we want that, but we won't do the work towards it. And so this is intended to be an inspiration back towards truly be the best you become that superhero you're meant to be and enjoy it. Enjoy the process and enjoy the results. The other thing. So that's the first overarching thing. The other overarching thing, and this encompasses so much of, of my life and interests and what we do here on the show that is, and we've said this a hundred times, unleashing your inner nerd, nerding out, Really what that means is it's reclaiming your life, your passions, and not apologizing for any of it. The reason I bring this up is because the other bullies and slash villains that I see, people get, they, they just lose the, the zest to live and the zest for life. And, you know, they forget how to have fun because responsibilities just consume them. Or yeah. going back to like the negativity, you, you just, you see so much negativity in this world. You allow that to affect you. And so like those simple joys in life just sort of drift away. And so yeah, all the older of a sudden, you get, yeah, you're just waking up every day, uh, going through the motions, going through the motions, clock punching one foot in the grave, biding time until you die. And, and that's I mean, not everybody, but no, that is most of us. And most, and the thing is, is most of those people won't even admit that they'll be like, well, I'm not like that, but no, seriously, like, it's true. I mean, how many people do you see that just like, oh, whatever, uh, living the dream and uh. it, and if you're really not like that, then get on this show. We'd love to interview you <laughs> yeah, and, and get some get some inspiration out of that because that's why we're bringing the interviews back because Brian's interviewing people with inspirational stories mm-hmm. that are meant to make you feel good and inspire you. That's why we're talking about all this right now. We're, we're grabbing all this negative influence and saying, this is what we're going to set on top of it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like We want not only to inspire you, we want to provoke action in you. And that's the, that's the goal behind this. And by the way, Fridays are not going away. We're going to continue our Friday episodes, but I feel like those were never the intention, the purpose of this show. They were part of the show, but the purpose and the intention were always intended to be the Monday, you know, the episodes with interviews with unleashing the superhero and unleashing the inner nerd, because what is my goal? My goal is that your benefit, your takeaway from listening to the show is that you will become the superhero you're meant to be and you will reclaim your life, your passion, and you will not apologize for it. And what I mean by reclaiming your life is what Braveheart said, even though he probably never said this, but every man (laughs) dies, not every man really lives. And by the way, this goes for women too, of course, just saying this is so important. We need to live. I was actually going to mention this a few weeks ago, and now I'm only going to do a quick paraphrasing of it, but I have been absolutely surprised. I mean, really like we've talked about, oh, you see negative things and stuff like that, but I have been almost blown away at how much and how much intensity I've seen of negativity going on around right now with just the yeah. people around me. And it does seem to be getting worse. Yes, there's a lot of fear. I get that with with what's going on. And folks, that's media. 
the media's they, they thrive and they succeed on fear because then you'll read their stuff. So yeah, exactly. It's sensationalism. That's all it is. Yeah, so, there's there's that doesn't truth. mean there's nothing to worry about, but yes. but you have to remember that there that no matter where you get your news source, no matter what side you're on, it's going to be sensationalized to some level. So and right now this is being highly sensationalized, and so look for the right. truth. Be smart. Stop fearing. Move forward. What's going to happen is what's going to happen. There's nothing we can do about it at this point. So I understand though that people are scared and I know that there's uncertainty and insecurity talking with all of this as well. But what I find interesting too is how many people just consume negativity. What is it? Garbage in, garbage out. So you consume the negativity. It's going to come out. It's going to be spewed forth. And I hear it all the time. I mean, it's just like you walk around and you're like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Boom. They just start complaining about whatever they possibly can. And you're just like, Dude, you live in, it's so funny. In fact, we were talking like we live in such a beautiful city where we're at and it's like, Mm -hmm. why does anybody even complain about this place? (laughs) I mean, really? It's so beautiful here. (laughs) Just transport them. You and I have been guilty of this in the past as well. We're not, we're not setting ourselves above anybody right now, but transport yourself to Syria or someplace where it just really sucks to be alive and remember what paradise you live in. Yeah, exactly. It's so important to keep perspective on that. And it's I've said so that important. many times yeah, I'll, so I'll, and I'll keep saying it. It's so true, man. And the thing is, is the more that you focus on those things, those negative thoughts, those negative words, the more of it you will actually see and actually get in your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't do that. I mean, it's, it's, and I know it's hard because you and I both know this, that sometimes it's nice to complain about something negative. Like it actually creates a feeling it's cathartic, of cathartic. Yeah, it's cathartic, but it's so bad for us in the long run. So Anything we can do to be like, okay, oh, stop, not, not going to focus on the complaining. I'm not going to focus on the negativity or the fear or anything like that. What are we thankful for right now? What are we going to focus on that is good? Because if we focus more on the good, we will get more of that. The negative will just kind of fade away. I'm not talking circumstances. I'm talking yeah, attitude and response. Yeah, yes, exactly. Here's one thing you can do right now. If you're just kind of stressed or fearful or maybe you're insecure, maybe you're just like a complainer. Just sit back and relax for a second, okay? And men, I want you to do this. Take your shirt off. Grab a hold of your pecs. No, mm-hmm. forget that. Um, all right. No, I'm sorry. Let's, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, were you I ready for doing this? It. Oh, okay, good. Well, I was right in the middle of it. <laughs> no, here, I'm going to do it anyway. Here's something that men and women can both do, by the way. Are, are you familiar with the one-handed clap? Is you, that like when we do a high five? Well, you know how you clap hands with, with if, if you have two arms, you clap hands, you know? You know, clap, 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 clap. I know what a clap is. Yeah, yeah okay, right. So if you do one handed, you've got your palm out and you basically are moving your arms back and forth so that your fingers are loosely slapping against the palms of your hand like this. You know, you can. Can you hear this? I, I'm trying to do it myself <laughs> and I can't. That's my the one handed clap. My yeah, it's really hard to do because uh, not everybody has the flexibility and the looseness with their fingers. But anyway, do the one handed clap if you are capable of that. Wait a minute. Hang on. Do it in private because otherwise people are going to think that you probably need to be committed. No, or no, 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 no. Need a helmet. Do this in public. This okay. is awesome. Okay. Especially if you're sitting in your office right now with your workers around you, men, you can take your shirt off if you really want or in to. Your car, yeah. In your car. In your car. On your commute listening. Yep. Do the one handed clap. If you can do it with both hands, go for it. And then 
use this word. It's bui, okay? Bui, like that. Yell it at the highest pitch possible. I mean, is like as highest pitch as you can go. Hold it for as long as you can. Trust me. <laughs> Negativity will fade away. You know, oh, I was so about true. to say don't trust him, but then I thought, actually, if you did something <laughs> that crazy, yeah, how could you help but release some stress Seriously. just in the, in the sheer flow of self-consciousness you you get from doing it <laughs> even if you're alone and you do it with no one else around you're gonna feel like an idiot and you're gonna laugh and it's gonna be funny and then you're gonna be like i should do this all the time it's it is good trust me it's a good thing to do but in all seriousness this is why we're bringing back these interviews starting on monday the whole point is to empower you to take those negative thoughts captive whatever thoughts fearful stressful assassinate those thoughts kill them decimate them then replace them with a healthier response by the way i loved this quote that was sent to me by a friend and the quote is an unhealed person can find offense in pretty much anything someone does a healed person understands that the actions of others have absolutely nothing to do with them each day you get to decide which one you will be so Mm -hmm. you can choose to be a villain or you can choose to be a superhero it's going to take time to get there but look at what is going well look at what's positive be thankful for what's going right in your life right now Look at what is beautiful and, you know, the word I like to use is glorious. So look at what's mm-hmm. glorious. Smile at someone. Genuinely ask them how they are. Don't just say, hey, how's it going? And then walk off. Like, actually stop and say, how are you today? I'm serious. Like, how are you? Ask them. Do a Liz thing. Remember that episode? Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. So go out and unleash your superhero right now. We're bringing back the interviews on Monday. We're going to have some fun and call us out on it, too. If you're just like, hey, you're not fulfilling your purpose. Yeah. Hold us accountable. Be our accountability buddies. Yes. Now, by the way, one of the things with unleashing our inner nerd, like reclaiming your life passion and don't apologize for it kind of thing. This is why we talk about the things we are loving and we are nerding out on because it is essential for us to not only become the superheroes we're meant to be and have that self-care and be responsible and continue to grow and learn and be inspired and take action on things, but it's essential for us to have fun. And love life and look at all the beautiful things, no matter how ridiculous or simple they may be. Yeah, exactly. Which is why we talk about gaming and, you know, the fact that we're watching March Madness and nerding out on whatever, right? Building your PC. Yeah, which still, but I need a name for that, by the way. How about nobody's given me a name yet. Bugbear. (laughs) Call it Bugbear. Bugbear. It doesn't look like a funny name. It doesn't look like a bugbear, though. It's a funny name. It doesn't like have it. to look like a bugbear. It's just fun to say bugbear. 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 Honey, hang on. I got to turn off bugbear. Hang on just a second. <laughs> no, no. I need to go turn on bugbear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will not repeat a funny uh, Dungeons and Dragons session that we did once. It was, I think, my first experience playing the game. Captain, you were listening in and you said something that I'm not going to repeat on the show. Oh, wait. Hilarious. Tell. Oh, no. It was really funny. <laughs> And we laughed hard and I'm not going <laughs> to. And I have no recollection of that. Oh, it's, it's funny. Yeah. So by the okay. way, TV shows, I mentioned raising Dion. And remember how I was just like, well, oh, yeah. it's a little slow and there's some weird scenes. The reason why it felt weird to me is it's almost like they were trying to target two different audiences. So it's like you've got an audience that loves the whole superhero action and the suspense and the great story. And then there's like this other audience who likes significant drama and, you know, very emotional drama and very slow and methodical kind of thing at one point i'm like super hooked and then the next point i'm super disinterested in the same episode (laughs) yeah it was really weird but 
I finished the show and as the season goes on, oh my gosh, it is so good. The last couple of episodes, you're just like, no way. 100% recommended. Love it. It's actually even clean. And season two is coming. So there's a beautiful ending with a beautiful cliffhanger and uh, season two is coming. So I highly recommend it. I have been wondering and also got asked the question is where the heck is Orville season three? Yeah. And it was supposed to be out winter of 2020, which is almost past. So I did a little research on it and found out that, you know, it's been part of Fox. Yeah. Well, of course, Seth MacFarlane's worked with Fox for, you know, long time with family guy and everything like that. Anyway, what happens, and this is very typical with networks in general, network shows, they have a very strict schedule. So, you know, the schedule comes out in the fall and then they have their mid season break and then they go on summer hiatus. You know, it's very strict. They're still on that oh, yeah. paradigm. Are they really? Well, I mean, things are starting to change where some shows are coming out in the winter now, but it's a very strict schedule. Like you got to have something now kind of thing. Okay. Seth MacFarlane said, well, we can't release the show that quickly because we want to get this show right there's a lot of production that goes into it and we do not want to cut corners and skimp on it. And Fox said, well, this is going to be difficult because we need it out now. And Seth's like, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to sacrifice the show. So cool enough. Seth and Fox decided like, well, maybe it's mutually beneficial if you know, you move to Hulu cause then you can have the time you need. And then of course we won't have the constraints with our release schedule. So they ended on good terms and Orville has moved over to Hulu. They're only oh. expecting 11 episodes this season, but they're also expecting them to be longer episodes. So instead of the traditional 40 ish minute, it's going to be more like 50 to 60 minutes. Everyone's used to the short seasons now. That's just exactly. the way it is now. So, yeah, but I'm proud of Seth for saying, no, we got to get this right and we want it to be good. So that's the way it should be. They are now expecting season three in late 2020, but there's nothing official about that. So, okay. Yeah, there you go. Wee bit of music. I wanted to shout out to Ben Tastic. He had a wonderful idea. He's like, so you have your TRB's gloriousness mix, which is fun. But he said, I want to know all of the songs that you mentioned on the show during that calendar year. Okay. Oh, yeah. So then he said, well, why don't you create like a TRBS 2020 mix and the TRBS like go back and do the TRBS 2019. And then as every year comes on TRBS 2021, so on. I loved that idea. So I was like, dude, Nice job. 100% credit goes to him. So I've created the TRBS. It's literally TRBS 2020. That's the name of the mix. And I did a TRBS 2019. I went back through all of our show notes and I added all of the songs that we had talked about on the show, put it in that mix for 2019. And then all of the songs currently for 2020 that we've talked about. And I will continue to add to it every time we talk about those songs. So that way you can go and say, now, wait, what were the songs you talked about? go to that mix. So go ahead and follow it. I will link it in the show notes. I'm going to give you, let's say five songs today. I have a bunch more. Oh my gosh, so much, but let's do five Grimes. You know, I like Grimes. You like Grimes. Oh, I love Grimes. We all like Grimes. She did a song with an artist called pan. And I think I'm not hundred percent sure. This is where we need Lord Thunder to, to verify this. I think she's singing in Japanese pan is, but that would make sense. Grimes it, is huge in Japan and Grimes is when was the last time she put out her own album? She does collaborative stuff all the time, which is great and singles but, and singles. Yeah, yeah, but I'm looking for an LP. Come on, Grimes. Let's yeah, go. I don't know if she's going to do much of that. She's been mostly doing the whole single thing, but this song is called dark side and it's spelled dark S E I D. So some might say it's dark seed. I'm going to go dark side. <laughs> 
But anyway, go dark side. it is, it feels like you're watching the matrix, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is so weird and so awesome at the same time. Totally cool. worth Sounds checking like out. I might like it. Yeah. Uh, seven lions has a brand new song out finally, and it is so good. A lot of seven lions music lately has been okay. In my opinion, this one is just like, wow, it's with Tyler Graves. It's called only now. It'll be on the list as well. Now, this is funny. So I was mentioning that the NBA 2K19, my Phoenix Suns team on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Every time an NBA 2K game comes out, they have a soundtrack, you know, and you listen to all these songs. And, and two of the songs that came up, I'm like, okay, I know these songs. I know they're a couple years old, but what are they? And one was Three Days Grace, The Mountain, and Black Veil Brides, The Last One. And they both came out in 2018. But I'm like, what the heck? I'm mentioning it now. I'd never had these on my <laughs> list. They're so good. If, if you like rock, that is really good. And then you and I have both talked about Fantagram. Yeah, I like Fantagram. They have a brand new album out. There you go. Album. Did you hear that? It's a new yeah, Fantagram album. does albums. Good it's, on them. It's good. And I'm specifically mentioning two songs, Pedestal and In a Spiral. So check out those. They will be in the TRBS 2020 mix. They're also in my TRB's gloriousness as well. But yeah, go follow the TRBS 2020 and 2019 mixes. I think you'll like them. But those I have more music we'll share next week. It's good. It's good. That's good. All right. Well, okay. I think we actually got to head out now. <laughs> yeah. Not long, too, not shows that are too long are bad. I agree. I was just thinking if this show goes on a little bit too much longer, it's going to be bad. Okay. So we're going to okay. deep thoughts with Captain Influence. If I were living inside of a D&D game, I'd definitely have a pack chock full of love grenades. Then my party and I would just wander around the realm and chuck love grenades at everyone we meet. It might get a little awkward when we encounter a troll or a bugbear, but then I'd keep a few firestorm grenades for those. Wouldn't want things to get weird or anything. I'll tell you what. Tell go, you what. Yeah, go to realbryanshow.com slash 209. You go down there. You're going to get some of your show notes. You're going to get the links, all that stuff we're talking about. You're going to get that new music list and Spotify, TRBS 2020. That's right. You can go there right now. And you go and check that out. And then you go and okay. talk to us, okay? Okay. You got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, you know what the music means. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Thanks for joining us okay. today. We're just going to sit here and talk Good like time. this. Yeah. Hey, hey, Captain Influence. Yeah. Thanks, man. It was fun. Oh, thank you, dude. Well, Always. Thanks. thanks for listening. Always fun. Oh, of course. Thanks for listening. We'll be back Monday with the first TRB Unleashed interview. Have a great weekend. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.